And I think it's going to be pretty obvious to everybody listening, what are we going to talk about this week on Good Take, Bad Take? Well, something dealing with Halloween. Absolutely, especially with scary sounds like that intro. Is that maybe not the most recognizable Halloween music of all time? I, I, can't, I can't think of anything more Halloween or just plain flat out scary. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. <laughs> Or maybe, or maybe the the scream that uh, from was it Psycho? Mm-hmm. That scream from Psycho. Those kinds of things, uh, iconic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely iconic. But we're not going to talk about the sounds today. We are going to talk about the movies, entertainment. Let's see. Let's get this right. Et online actually, uh, fifty greatest Halloween movies ever ranked. Oh no, they're going to talk about all fifty. We're not. No, nope, we're going to no. jump down to the bottom of the list. I Top may just 10. tell you what some of them are, but. Uh, as we go down, uh, but we will start to dissect this list on Good Take, Bad Take, starting at number 10. He's Johnny Lupinacci. I'm, I'm Brandon Chapman. And this is really important when we talk about Halloween movies, because are we talking about slashers? Are we talking about something that's just very fall-like? I mean, all of those could really determine whether we think a list is good or bad. And we've seen a number. We, we yep. looked through a number of them. Yeah. And some of them, you're like, why did they throw that in there? That has nothing to do with Halloween. Yeah, or they it's missed, scary, maybe. Or, or there's like really iconic films that took place at Halloween with like key scenes that are Halloween centered, but they're not Halloween movies or or scary movies. So I think these lists. E. T. Yeah, was one you mentioned. Yeah, E. T. For sure. I mean, not only was the, what did E. T. produce all kinds of Halloween costumes, but the E. T. You know, trick or treat scene is is like. Can't can't I can't imagine I can't imagine that not falling under a Halloween movie, but then it's not really a Halloween movie. No, right, it's not. And and that is part of a karate kid. Karate kid is a great example, right? I mean so it, here's the thing, like those costumes, right, that the Cobra Kai folks wear. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's become an iconic thing. But the Scream mask, Michael Myers mask, like all those kind of things are extremely iconic when you talk about Halloween. So oh, yeah. so and scary. So we 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 here on this podcast we look at the methodology that methodology that they use to determine because if they do say you know the ten greatest slasher movies of all time and they put the great pumpkin Charlie Brown on there sure. well that's not a slasher right, right? so right. their list is messed up if they say it includes everything whether it's mm-hmm. scary or not well then okay now we have to consider is it is it a ranking that we agree with if we include what the parameters are right exactly you're a researcher I mean you understand like. Meth- yeah, what's what the rhyme or reason of the list? That's part of what we do here on Good Take, Bad Take, is consider why they ranked, um, you know, whatever they're ranking the way they did. So this one was put together by Lily Rose in September of 2021, so it's not an old one. And again, it's on ET Online. If you typed in 50 greatest Halloween movies ever ranked, you'd be able to find it. Of course, we always link in our narrative for the episode. So we'll just let's set the context here. If you're not kicking off spooky season with a whole bunch of Halloween movies, you're doing it wrong. I agree with Lily on that one. Yeah, I agree, especially fall. Just in general, if you're not 
like settling into fall with a tinge of Halloween and a lot of scary, you're really missing out on a whole fall experience. And I'd love to, I'd love to get back to you on what the fall experience means to you. Yeah, we can. Uh, it says that means you have 31 days to watch as many sc- scary, slashery, spooky, Ooh. silly fall themed movies That's as a lot possible of nightmares. That's a lot before of nightmares. the season ends and you have to put your costume away for good. Unless, of course, you all are, are also uh, Dia de los Muertos, right? Ah. So, I mean, that gives us a couple extra days. However, not all Halloween movies are created equal. That's why we ranked the 50 greatest Halloween movies for you. Love getting spooked? You'll find frightening favorites such as Scream, Friday the 13th, The Blair Witch Project, and more. However, just as much as Halloween is about tricks, it's also about treats. Those with freaky film phobias will be ghoulishly glad to see titles such as Double Double, Toil and Trouble, which, by the way, was a favorite of my youngest sister growing up. Practical Magic and It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, are also some reasons to celebrate the season. So they laid out their methodology right yep. here, which is... Well, I like it. I like it. It's kind of collect all. They have a rationale for why, but it's related to Halloween. So I'm going to do a very quick... We'll get to down to pass number 11, and then we'll break and we'll talk about yeah. uh, you know our fall experiences. 50, Fun Size, 49, Double Double, Toil and Trouble, 48, Casper, 47, Boo, a Medea Halloween... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 46, Hotel Transylvania. 45, The Haunted Mansion. 44, Scary Movie. 43, Monster House. 42, Corpse Bride. 41, Night of the Living Dead. 40, Ginger Snaps. Four, 39, Sleepy Hollow. Ooh, that's a sleeper. Yeah, no. 38, Little Shop of Horrors. What? I've seen that actually as a stage play. Yeah, I mean, I have too. It's pretty, it's pretty great. I mean, it's a cult classic, right? Yeah. I never thought of it as related to Halloween, though. So, 37, Edward Scissorhands. I love that film. 36, The Rocky Horror Picture Show, which, by the way, I've seen way higher on a lot of lists. But we're going to rank their top 10. We're not going to rank... We're going to pretend any of these that are left off are number 11, basically. Because mm-hmm. okay? we're not, we're not going to break down all 50. 35, Young Frankenstein. Ooh, 34, classic. Coraline. 33, Paranormal Activity. 32, The Shining. Wow. I've also seen that a lot higher. Yeah, I, 30, I can imagine. 31, Clue. 30, Beetlejuice. 29, Beetlejuice. Carrie, which is a scary one. 28, Bram, Bram Stoker's Dracula. 27, The Sixth Sense. 26, Silence of the Lips. Uh, 25, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. Uh, yeah. 24, The Ring. 23, Amity Bill. Amity I talk about Amityville Horror. I give up. Amityville. 22, Friday the 13th. 21, The Visit. 20, The Blair Witch Project. 19, Ready or Not. 18, Jennifer's Body. That just, that sounds freaky. 17, Halloween Town. 16, The Witches. 15, The Lost Boys. 14, Pets Cemetery. 13, and that, by the way, I think it's the 1989 Pet Cemetery. Yeah. 13, It. It says, whether you're watching the 90 film or the 2017 remake, you're in for a bone-chilling movie experience. 12, The Addams Family Values. 11, What We Do in the Shadows. All right. So, Johnny, let me ask you this. We're about the same age. We did trick-or-treat about the same time. Oh, yeah. I love trick-or-treating. So, what was trick-or-treat to you? Uh, Well, it's kind of mixed, right? So, I grew up in Detroit. So, I mean... Anybody listening? So you go out with your costume and your Glock? Kind of. No, I mean not that bad, but it was a. It was. I didn't realize Halloween was as as celebrated as as it is everywhere else. As safe wise, I mean, we always. It was like the recovery from Devil's Night, um, which is a whole separate thing. But so <laughs> uh, as I got older, though, 
you know, Devil's Night started to chill a little bit more in the late 90s. And so, you know, growing up, it was always a pretty wild week with strict curfews for all ages and uh, a lot of fires. And it was pretty, it was legit scary. Uh, so Halloween kind of as early, in my early years was more just about Halloween parties, like school and stuff like daytime things. Um, then later, as I got older, um, you know, things chilled out quite a bit in terms of uh, Devil's Night started to shift towards Angel's Night, and the city started to just stabilize a little bit, and trick-or-treating became a thing, and I, mean, I loved it. I thought it was so much fun to go out with friends, um, you know, go door-to-door, trick-or-treat. Uh, usually had a school costume, a couple Halloween party costumes, and your trick-or-treat costume, and you know what it always is, like without fail, um, where I've lived, there's never been a warm Halloween. It's always really cold. Mm-hmm. So your Halloween costume has to also kind of incorporate, you know, enduring elements. But I was a diehard trick-or-treater. Um, I'd go until, you know, late. Right. We would go until, like, the pillowcases were filled <laughs> filled with candy. And we'd hit those full, full-size candy bar neighborhoods hard uh, and try and double up on them sometimes, like, wait an hour and get, like, loop back around and try and get seconds places. I mean, I, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. That is awesome. And now I'm going to get down the rabbit hole of, not now, but at some point right afterward of Devil's Night and Angel's Night, because I, I, this is totally something I'm unaware of, so you're going to have to fill me in afterward. Okay? Oh, man. We're, we might even have to have a whole show okay, on Okay, from it. Detroit, and of course, I'm from uh, Western Washington, and, and you know, it, there's, there's wet in the air, right? I mean, you got condensation in the air. I don't remember actually... Maybe one Halloween where it ever actually rained, mm. um, but it was always, you know, wet, right? The air was wet or damp, and it was cold. In 2015-ish, uh, I happened to go down to Orlando with my wife for a friend's wedding. Maybe it was 2014. No, it was before that, 2010. It was 2010. Time flies when you get old. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was on Halloween, and we happened to be out at, you know, one of these little shopping centers there in Orlando... And uh, all the kids were walking around getting getting candy. It was the first time I'd ever seen something like this. It's 80 degrees, by the way. It's yeah. Halloween. It's 80 degrees. Unbelievable. And yeah. the kids are all walking around with their costumes over their arms. Like, that's like too, too hot. hot. Too hot for masks and, and stuff. I'm like, this yeah. is weird. Right? It's like, yeah. it's like 6 in the afternoon or 6 in imagine. the evening. Still light outside. Hot. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is bizarre. It is. So it's like those places where it never snows on Christmas. That kind of mm-hmm. place. You're going, man, I just I, I don't know that I can get used to something mm-hmm, like this, mm-hmm. right? But it's what they know, right? It's a lived experience. They grow up that way. You know what also comes to mind is, did you have this growing up? I mean, we're around the same age. There was like a huge push. We used to have to take all of our candy, and I would get a lot of candy. We'd have to take all of our candy and have it x-rayed. We didn't have to have it x-rayed. You mean for the razor blades? Yeah, the, yeah. The syringe like there was a whole and scare. All. Like there was a whole like <laughs> PR like reach through the news, like make sure you check your kids' candy. We'd always, we'd always feel them to make yeah. sure they were. We did have to have. My dad did make us dump it out, mm-hmm. right? The other thing we did was this was a, a, you know, we're all about social justice and equity and all that stuff, right? So we came home and you know I was uh, I always had a lot of candy. The younger siblings sometimes didn't have as much candy. We all had to dump it into one communal pile. Yeah, and then we did like a draft. Oh, I mean, nice. it was like I mean. I'll choose this one, and now it's my oh, sister's yeah, turn. Yeah. I choose yeah, this yeah. one, and then my other sister, my brother, right? And then we went back around. and Yeah, we had to do – very similar. We had to do that, and then I'll, I'll never forget. And then forget. you sneak into your sibling's candy anyway. Yeah, well, I'll <laughs> never forget. So we had to do – similar on most holidays, um, you know, something charitable. And I don't 
you know, looking back on it, I don't really know what's charitable about donating candy. But as a kid, I believed it. So we did a draft, you know, dump all the candy out. And then, <laughs> then like, you pick, you get to pick which pieces you want. And there was like a max amount. I think it was like a, a, a small Tupperware bowl. And you got to fill that Tupperware bowl. It was yours. And then the rest, okay, uh, I believed this probably, uh, I was probably much older than I should have been when I found out the reality is, but the rest, my dad bought for charity. So he would pay us $5 or something. It, probably $5 is generous. Maybe it was like a dollar when we were little or something. He would pay us and say, you know, we're going to donate all the rest. I'll never forget. I was I was well into my teenage years <laughs> and uh, was at my dad's work and I saw a giant bin of Halloween candy. <laughs> the man was just running us for our <laughs> Halloween candies and his office at work just had uh, like a like years worth of Halloween candy on on deck. And that folks was the last time Johnny ever talked to his father. Yeah, that was a big falling out <laughs> we had. What 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 led you do uh, be estranged from your father? Well, he stole my Halloween candy. <laughs> <laughs> Lied to me for years. Thought I was thought I was doing a good good deed. Charity and I got a dollar for being a good kid and then all my candy was just going to the to the guys at work. And not only that, but if you did get paid for it, then it really wasn't from your heart anyway. Right. So you didn't even do a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I was thinking, I uh, got this question. Uh, so when when I was when I was you know up until high school age, we lived out in the country, right? I mean, you you get way out there and then you go out even further. Uh, we lived down this long dirt road, had the cul-de-sac at the end. You know, there were five houses on this cul-de-sac. So, yes, we'd hit those five houses, but now what? You know, you've hit five houses. One of them didn't celebrate Halloween. Uh, and so there were four houses, four possibilities for Halloween. So what my parents did was they packed us all into our very classy minivan, and we drove into one of the suburbs, right? Yeah, always. And we walked around houses. We, we didn't know who any of these people were, and, and that's what we did, right? So... Uh, now, fast forward, you know, 30 years, and and I know that that happens, right? I, I live just in mm-hmm. town, and and people come through, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But every once in a while, you get an Idaho plate, and you you came all the way over from Idaho to hit, like, these neighborhoods that you think are, like, the rich neighborhoods. Now, so should I be annoyed, or should I appreciate their hustle, mm-hmm. right? Because it's... Always it, appreciate the hustle, Okay. Man. That's, that's my, what I wanted that's to That's my know. game. Uh, always now, appreciate it, the hustle. We go hard trick or treating, and and, uh, and my family, we get. I take out a golf cart. Uh, I I have my kids plan it with their friends. They make maps. We write down which houses <laughs> gave out full candy bars. I mean, we go from about I'd say six ish till sometimes ten, uh, and we just loop around and go neighborhood to neighborhood. And the golf cart, you can cover a lot of ground. Uh, it's it's the way to do it. We fill up everybody everybody. You know, does their trick or treating, and then, and then reports back to the big pillowcases back at the golf cart. And do you ha- do you do you laugh a little bit when you see the people with the tiny little pumpkin bucket? You're like, you amateur. The uh, pillowcase is the way to go. The pillowcase is definitely the way to the go way to go. But we get so much, and the pillowcase gets heavy. I mean, my kids are little, and they we started this when they were real little. You got to dump some of it out so that when yes. you go to a door, they don't yes. think, "Oh, you've already got plenty." Exactly, of candy. exactly. <laughs> you have to like the little kids with the little buckets go up, and they get get the candy. And they bring it back and dump it into the into the pillowcase. And once the pillowcase is either the pillowcase is full or it's ten o'clock, we start wrapping it up. 
Yeah, one of those one of those two things. You know, I don't know. Is there a special hell for people who leave their lights on but then get grouchy when you ring their door? Like, uh, oh man, or or people you know who, uh, who then you see complain like that you knew like they're in your neighborhood, nobody's coming by, and you're like, yeah, but your lights were off. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. You got to know the signs, man. The yeah, universal you got, signs. You got to know that. You got to know the rules. Like you got to kind of go with the flow. Read the read the block. It's different from neighborhood to neighborhood, but. Generally, there's a good flow. And I would say more and more um, people come out and just kind of set up on their porch or set up in their front yard. And I like that. I like that setup a lot. You don't have to actually go go up to the door. Um, you kind of walk up to the porch or to a little thing. That's what I do to pass out candy. We do like a front yard fire pit. Yeah. And uh, like that way parents can stop by and, you know, have have something to drink or have a little snack, make some popcorn. Hmm. You know, I, I love Halloween, man. Halloween is fun. Um, tell me what what is your absolute most favorite Halloween memory you ever have? Oof, gosh, this is a tough one. <laughs> I think it was one of the first Halloweens where like I actually went trick or treating with friends without parents. So it was it was I was a little older at the time. It was probably end of middle school, early high school, um, and we went out trick or treating. And we it was the first time I I had like actually gone trick or treating for any extended length of time. And I mean, we covered some ground. We did exactly what you had said. So that's why I'm a big supporter of the hustle. I mean, we went out to other neighborhoods. Like we, we really went trick or treating all night, and it was a blast. It was mm. just so much fun to like walk around with your friends and do that. And again, remember, like I'm coming off of a solid first 10, 12 years of my Halloween experience. It was pretty scary because I mean, Devil's Night was always the night before Halloween, and. Uh, and it just wasn't the neighborhoods I grew up in weren't exactly uh, like trick or treat friendly. How old is too old for Halloween? Because I, I remember my first year of middle school, I guess I'm 13 years old and I felt too old. Like I went to a door, first door, aren't you a little old to be trick or treating? Like I had no other uh, oh, costumes yeah. or something like it was last minute. My buddy and I are like, let's go get some candy. So I put a suit on. Like a church suit, and I did, and I had a briefcase that I grabbed from my dad. And I decided to be a businessman. You know? Okay, okay, you, you did, you did a little. That's yeah. a little hustle, yeah. right? But I always felt like that was the limit, right? Mm-hmm. And then every year, though, come like past my house, a lot of high schoolers and stuff. Even yeah. So what's too old? I don't. I don't think anything's too old. I mean, that's what again. I told you, like I I love. I have a whole setup in the front. I like parents coming through. I like to have like popcorn and different snacks and different drinks for. You know, parents who are going through, let their kids go a couple houses down. They can hang out by the fire for a little bit. I love all ages trick-or-treating. Um, I mean, there's that gap, right? Like, I had years, I would say, like, probably upper years of high school, I stopped trick-or-treating. But I think it should still be Halloween party. So that became a big thing. Either it was a Halloween dance or a fall dance, or people would have Halloween parties, or you'd go to haunted houses. There's just a lot of fun Halloween activities. But trick-or-treat... I guess if we had to make a rule for me, it would be like maybe, I don't know, seven, 16, 17. It's kind of like the bubble. Mm-hmm. Like edge, ed, towards the end of high school, you should probably be at, at, at home passing out the candy. On one hand, I feel like... Or getting I, ready to go to a Halloween like event or party or something. I'd love to put uh, like a fire pit in, in the driveway out yeah, front. Because my, my stuff is out back, but like yeah. I'd love to put it out front. The problem is, you know, are you really going to get parents who are going to sit down and shoot the breeze with you for a while or they like you know i mean i do but they do but don't they got to get their kids going right i I mean mean, some are just out accompanying their kids so i mean like your kids are a little older you can they can 
you could see usually in a lot of these neighborhoods, they you could be like, circle back. yeah, just like, okay, right. you know, or they swing through and, you know, and it's neighborly. You get to meet different, you get to see different neighbors that you already know, but they stop by for a few minutes or, you yeah. know, whatnot. And there's like some of these, some of these times there's like lineups too. Like yeah. things get a little congested at the houses, giving out the good candy bars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I my I do my porch full hundred percent orange light, you know, yeah, like flickery light. I've got cobwebs, like everything, right? And I usually like historically when my kids were younger, especially, and they were out, uh, I would sit there in a costume on the front porch. Just I'm one of these that's really still, and I'd have, is that a person? You know, you'd hear him come up and. I think it's a like I think it's a mannequin. No, I think it's real. You know, and then yeah. bah, you move, and then they f- scream and run, and then yeah. you have a good laugh about it because then they usually come back. Their parents are laughing. You know, I know their parents. Small town. Yeah. So yeah, I'm mixed on it. I'm not a big fan of the of the scary porches. I like them though. It's mixed. I I mm-hmm. like them, but they're they're difficult as a parent. Yeah, and it it, uh, yeah. it it takes a while to set up. It costs a little bit of money. You know, all yeah. that. But. Yep. Uh, you know, one for for when my kids were younger, I mean, that was what we did. Now, for the last number of years, because we have a, a high school freshman right now who I think he gave up any kind of trick or treating about midway through elementary school. It wasn't his thing. He just right. didn't like he it. He just right? didn't like it. Okay. And then the youngest now is in middle school. But so I think what would happen is, you know, uh, by the time our oldest was, he would take his youngest brother out and they'd go out and trick or treating or, or he would go with friends, right? Friends yeah. and their parents. So, I think for probably two or three years now, we've stayed in, we've watched a movie, uh, done that kind of thing. So and like, pass out candy as as it comes by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this year I think uh, I got a lot of food. You know, we're we're having some friends over. We're playing one of these like uh, escape room games, like oh, cool. in a box. You yeah, know, we're gonna we're just gonna have a good time doing that. Like that's Halloween for us now. Yeah, like I don't know how it shifted, but that became the shift. And maybe it's just because the kids aren't. Yeah, ours know. are just still real heavy on the trick or treat. Yeah, your kids are younger. Yeah, so I like I love I love plus I love trick or treating. I'll find an excuse to go trick or treating, you know, um, it, it, until I'll probably be begging my kids to keep going trick or treating. Yeah, well, and then you're gonna give them a dollar and tell them they need to donate to charity. Oh man, I take so much candy. <laughs> I was gonna even pitch if we didn't already have a backlog on shows we were gonna do. I was like, all right, so we should run our kids' candies and then come in and do best halloween candies we could just have a big pile of candy here and do a list of best halloween candies. what's to say we can't we can because you know that's Let's do it next week that's an amazing list and i'll and I, we'll actually have a taste test we'll have a taste there. test we'll have a big okay. like live sample of like a bowl of candy we'll do it yep let's do it best Done. halloween candies. all right coming up next week god i look forward to endless amounts of smart that gives us a little more time for the burrito list yeah. that we're going to dissect okay perfect well without further ado number 10 on this list practical magic i mean halloween movies can they be rom-com absolutely lily says yes and this is one that for my sister that's a year younger than me she loved this right the 1998 autumnal fantasy flick stars nicole kidman and sandra bullock as witchy sisters uh, and yeah, absolutely. That's one that every single year around this time of year, my sister would watch it. It was for it's, her. It was Halloween for me. It, it, I I didn't really care about it, mm-hmm. but I absolutely understand based on the methodology that our friend Lily has has proposed that this would be one of those that is a yearly thing for people. Yeah, it didn't I didn't when we talked about this topic, it didn't even come across my radar. I w- I wasn't even thinking, but I had seen that movie, um, and it definitely is a good rom-com and it has it a tremendous amount of fall vibes to it and and it's a and two witches right so 
I think it fits. Number nine, definitely a zombie-like vibe to it. Death Becomes Her, Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn. They become undead, receive mm. the makeover of their lives from Isabella Rossellini. Very dark comedy, yeah. actually. This is one that I have seen one time, yeah. and it's not on my list, but <coughs> I, I get the allure uh, based on what you know is proposed. I wouldn't put it as high as number nine. Yeah, no, me either, especially given... In this list, we not, went through not, some of the yeah. ones that were on that list. Right? Yeah, and we don't we don't need to loop back into the higher ones, but whew, I mean, this one doesn't even scratch the surface of some of those that they that they passed up uh, in their in their rankings. So this one doesn't fall in the top ten for me. Um, I have seen it once, and I barely remember it, so I don't remember being very attentive to it. I think this is one that when I mentioned it, you you knew what I was talking about. The craft comes in at number eight. Three teen witches are seeking a a fourth for their coven and find one when a new girl transfers to their school. It's a 96 fantasy movie with Nev Campbell and Rachel True. Um, I mean, I love this movie. It falls for me more under like a cult classic. Yeah. Uh, but I got it when you said like, oh, the crafts in this list. I thought, oh, okay, they're going for like a witchy vibe here. You know, witch movies and, and stuff like that. It, it, it's a good movie. Before we even examine the, the, the rest of the list and... and Obviously, we've discussed or we went ran through like some of the movies that are on there. Is there is there one that every Halloween is there a movie you always watch? There is not one for me. Like every year, I have to watch like like every Christmas, I have to watch Christmas Vacation. It's just a tradition. Yeah, right. So it's just one of those things. I don't have a Halloween movie that I specifically have to watch. Man, you know what I look forward to, and it's not on any of these lists, and it shouldn't be because it's not a movie. But I mean, ever since I was pretty young. I'm a huge fan of the Halloween episodes of TV shows. Like we Simpsons. did the Brooklyn Nine Nine, where yeah. they do the heist every single year. Yeah, I mean, I love the. Sim- I mean, the Simpsons always just do an amazing, like Halloween special. Um, more recently, I love like Bob's Burgers is a great show. I love their Halloween specials. I like the TV shows that do a Halloween special. I look forward to that. And then I'm a sucker for just holiday specials, and it, and, and it breaks into this top ten later. But the idea about thinking, thinking like growing up with Charlie Brown, you know, uh, Halloween special was a huge deal. I, I, I can't even, I've probably seen that every year. Um, another one that's a sleeper for me that I pretty regularly watch around Halloween time is uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. We'll mm-hmm. get to that too. It's also like, it's a signifier of the season changing. I love that film. This is Halloween. Oh, man. This, this is, is Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, it's just a, it's just great. I do walk and the around my house of singing it, that right? for a month. You know? you know, the Tim Burton aesthetic of the whole thing is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Jack Skellington is just a look. It's a look that, for me, is Halloween. Like, it, it, it shifts the season, and it kind of carries over into Christmas really nice. So... Well, interestingly, I, I was discussing this. There's always, there's always something that is, you know, appropriate for a specific holiday, right? If you get Fourth of July, right? Are there some Fourth of July movies that are like, yes, Independence Day, right, is always cited as a Fourth of July movie, right? Is there anything for Thanksgiving? You know what I mean? Like, there are plenty of Halloween movies. There are plenty of Christmas movies. We're trying to figure this out. Same thing with music, right? Is yeah. there a such thing as Thanksgiving music? I mean, I don't know. There are plenty of things with scenes, like where the family's sitting down and there is a Thanksgiving. But that was when we were trying to figure out. And we're like, I don't know that there is such thing as a genre, a subgenre of Thanksgiving movies. You know, um, thinking about it, I don't think so. 
other than key scenes in movies where like fa- like like families are sitting down for the holiday or you know visiting for the holiday i think it also at least in my pastor and families the thanksgiving time uh it's sort of like a, okay it's it's Just about football. to be christmas yeah it's football <laughs> and it's about to be christmas Absolutely. so it's sort of like a shift to christmas it's like when the you, you don't decorate for Christmas before Thanksgiving, I don't. I don't. Uh, I think so I think those that, people that who do are unholy like, infidels. Yeah, and that that weekend is like <laughs> green light. It's totally okay to start diving into the Christmas stuff. So Christmas takes over as soon as Thanksgiving happens. So there, there's a scene in Christmas Vacation where Clark W. Griswold like declares the Christmas season open, basically, and. So every year, my kids roll their eyes, right? Because they're going to open Christmas when they feel like it. But yeah. I, I do this thing. I'm like Moses. I put both hands up. Like yeah. I make. I now declare Christmas season open, right? Yeah. Well, when they were younger, like they would start cheering and things like that, right? So I've always been a stickler about Thanksgiving. The day after Thanksgiving is when you can start, start right? Yep. Well, you know, COVID was hard. Oh. So that first year of COVID, I mean, the kids were so so. Uh, that was the first year that I'm trying to remember. It wasn't even. We went to somebody's house for dinner mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving, and it must have been like that evening when they're expecting me to wait till the next day. And I we're on the way home, and I say, "Man, you announced it early." I said, "Kids," and they're like, "Yeah," you know, all from the back of the suburban. Raised my hands, and they're like, oh, "Is he doing it?" And I said, "I now declare Christmas season open." And I swear we could have like blown the windows out as loud as they were cheering about that. So then the next year, right, school was still kind of a quasi, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they, they thought we were going back, and then it didn't turn out that we, we didn't. And so I remember we went to something up in Spokane, like at the Spokane, Washington, and it was a Christmassy something. Yeah. And so on the way home, I declared the Christmas season to be open. It was a week early. It was a week before or two weeks before Thanksgiving. Wow. Yep. And oh, they were just pumped, absolutely pumped. Yeah. So that's but I'm I'm one of those that's like one one holiday at a time. And I've always loved Thanksgiving so much. I feel like Well, I mean, we we know we love it. It's not that I don't love Christmas. It's that I I feel like Thanksgiving's getting totally cheated. Yeah. And it's just a it's uh, based around food. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an eat fest. I so. mean, it's th- uh, sorry, it's based around thanks with food. Yeah, but we know it's based around food and yeah, it's about a lot of eating and football. Oh man, you can't beat that. So, so this list is a little witch heavy. I mean, yeah, seven really the start- witches of Eastwick. Yeah, the top like the bottom third of their top ten is very witch heavy, right? So the craft, mm-hmm. you know, practical magic. Uh, and then witches of Eastwick, which which is probably why my sister it's loves a, all of great, these. It's a by great the way, film. she's yeah. really into the witches, and I'm not saying it's because she is one. I'm just but saying. they're not necessarily Halloween, <laughs> but I mean, like you can't separate fall and witch stuff from Halloween, right? Share right. Susan Sarandon, Michelle Pfeiffer, 1987 fantasy movie about three women and how they change when the devil, who's Jack Nicholson, yeah, comes to town. I mean, star lineup, right? So oh, huge yeah. star lineup, right? Like a list. Actors, actresses. Big hair, big hair. And of course, uh, you know, I was born in 1980, so did I see this when it came out? Absolutely not. It was no. it was years later when yeah. I finally saw this for the first time. And I mean, I, I knew I knew it existed because my aunts were very into it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Now, get into a little scarier. Number six, The Exorcist. Oh, okay. man. 1973, classic. Classic. Classic horror One of the film. scariest movies that exists. Right. Yeah. Now, here's the question, though, when you're watching these kind of scary movies growing up. Uh, in high school, that's what I would do is I would go over to friends' houses and we would try to, you know, we'd have all these scary movie nights, right? 
it didn't have to show Halloween in the movie. It just had to be a scary movie for that. For us, that that constituted a Halloween movie, right? Yeah. So anything that was scary like that would absolutely fit the bill for valuable on a Halloween movie list. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, but scary movies for us. So my mom was very against scary movies, especially this one, The Exorcist. I think it's the last and maybe only because it's not just a scary it's slasher. Fa- it's it's uh, satanic. Yes, right? exactly. So right. she was very much uh, against this film, uh, as well as being as it being terrifying. Um, and so, you know, scary movies were definitely for me uh, a fall Halloween thing at friends' houses. But they yeah, were you sneak also, over to your friends' houses. They were to do also those. like like uh, <laughs> like if my mom and and her sisters went out to do something, then we could my my dad would be like, okay, we have a scary movie night. We can yeah. do like, like so little father son uh, yeah, bonding. little father son bonding around scary movies. Um, so yeah, this one was probably one of the most terrifying films. And I copied saw, by yeah. a lot of other movies, which which our friend Lily says in this. It says, after you watch this movie, you'll realize how many times it has been copied by every other horror-slash-thriller film out there. Yeah, it set the mark. Yeah. Yeah. Number five, Scream. Now, this was one as a kid, you know, high school in the 90s, man. Scream was awesome. I was going to say, this, awesome. this was the the horror movie for the, the generation that we're in, right? So this is like Gen X. Like, this is our big... Halloween thriller slasher movie. Late Gen X. Yeah, late yeah. Gen X. Yeah, we're at the end, the tail end of that. And it was an all-star cast as well. Heck yeah. It was, I mean, it was like MTV comes to the big screen, right? It was like all the popular people at that time. And I mean, it was like... David Arquette, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, Matthew Lillard, Rose McGowan, Skeet so, Ulrich, Drew Barrymore. So you guys remember going to see this for people like I, I don't know, spoiler alerts on these or not? Yeah, yeah, slasher comedy spoiler alert. Tune away for about 15, 20 seconds. Yeah, if you're like I've never seen Scream, I should watch it. We all went to this because I mean Drew Barrymore was big, big deal, and so like th- like the well, scene everybody remembers is well, so know, was Courtney Cox, Courtney right? Cox because too. she was already in but, Friends, right? But how long was Drew Barrymore in this movie? Yeah. Not a lot. Like seconds, <laughs> like, like seconds, right? <laughs> so I was like, you know, I just will never forget. It's a, it's a starring it, Drew. Ba- never mind. There was this amazing like build up to this film. Like, go out and see it. It was fall. You know, get into the theater, uh, and of course, like, boom, it just comes out of the gate. Yeah. With with and scenes. Nev Campbell was kind of the she was the object of the you know mm. of Ghostface, mm-hmm. right? As as yep. that's become you know known and and that that mask though has been worn from that time forward so many times yeah right i mean yeah. you find it everywhere so part of the i the iconic you know a movie is is the fact that it lives on right yeah. you have to look at what kind of influence it had afterward if if a movie comes in and there's nothing afterward you know that people remember so that's my one problem with a a, a movie like practical magic right is there something that lives on right do you know like uh, Freddy Krueger, or you know something that's like, oh yeah, it's recognizable. Yeah, and this is like of a whole generation. Like, remember, I mean, there, there's young people now will never know how creepy it is when you answer the phone and you don't know who's on the other end of the phone. <laughs> that's right. I mean, it's a whole. So it's dated, but that's fine. And Lily says yeah. that it's dated. It's, I know what you did last summer. Ah. <laughs> Who is this, right? Yeah. And then do you for the youngins, they don't remember that that when you star six nine was so yeah. that you could try to, back. Yeah. You <coughs> and then it rings in your house. 
Yeah. That's creepy. I mean, caller ID was a crazy thing when it came out. Yeah, it was pay, a big deal. Pay extra for that. Yeah. When did caller ID probably come out? Like late it was 90s? late 90s. Yeah. I think. and Around I, the time of this film. Maybe a little after. Yeah, my dad didn't want to pay for it, you no. know. But it didn't come. Here's the thing. It didn't come in with a name. You know, it had, came in with a number, right, initially. Yep. Right. So at least I knew what the phone number was, and then you'd recognize a phone number. You're like, oh, they're calling, you know. So. Yeah, so Scream's a classic. I agree with it being in the top ten for sure. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Number four. Go back to the funny ones, right? Funny, uh, silly. Number four, it's The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah. This is one of those that I believe from the bottom of my heart is like, it is almost like a cult classic. It's it's a tradition that some people will have. Yeah, right? If there absolutely. were a tradition, I watch it every year. For me, it's not this. Mm-hmm. I swear to you, in preparation for this, I think I saw this. I maybe saw it when I was younger, but I really feel like I saw it for the first time this last week. Okay. I swear to you. That's yeah. Now, the Christmas one, I've seen that so many times from Charlie Brown Christmas. Right. right? But this one, I think I watched for the first time this last week. Yeah. What would you think of it? It was, it, there were parts where it was funny, mm-hmm. and I, it's not going to be one that I watch every year. Or maybe I will because it's only 20 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what Lily says, not all Halloween movies have to be scary. I agree. This 1996 movie will put you in the Halloween spirit while also keeping you at ease. That's true. (laughs) Join Charlie Brown and the rest of the Peanuts gang as they wait for the Great Pumpkin and have a party. It was a cute show. I I also feel like, you know, you mentioned some of the TV shows like The Simpsons, Halloween. Mm -hmm. I would choose any of those over the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Because the writing was so clever, right? This was more like... And now with with like Netflix and everything or Hulu... You can queue up. You can just go through and watch all the Halloween episodes. So, you know, like that's something we've been doing at home. Is is like especially with Bob's Burgers. It's like how many seasons of Halloween episodes? Get them up. It's 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 Halloween season. Mm-hmm. Number three. This is Halloween. Yeah, this is I can't. I, I can't disagree with that at all. In here, like what's it, this for sure? Top ten. What's this? Probably in my top three as well. Yeah, they they list the Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton. Tim Burton has always had a Halloween feel to him mm-hmm. in every movie. Yeah. So also it's just like coming full circle. Like like you know, Beetlejuice could easily be in this top ten for me. I love Beetlejuice. It's not a Halloween movie, but if you start to go with like scary vibe and the whole thing of the undead or whatever, you bring in classics like that. And so this one is unarguably a Halloween movie. It segues to Christmas. You, it you, does segue to Christmas. No, and and, and you the, said the song. Yeah, it's in your head forever. Forever in October, I walk around the house. This is this, Halloween. This is and how many times have I watched The Nightmare Before Christmas? Probably four or five. Yeah, I, I probably haven't watched as many as you have. Four yeah. or five times, but it like that part sticks out. And I do know that when we look up Christmas movie lists, this will end up on a lot of those yeah. too because yeah. there's very much like a Christmas filled type spirit to it as well. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a Halloween movie. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's spooky, right? Right. Yeah, uh, and and it's just interesting. Tim Burton, any of the stuff that he did was was very interesting. It's like another one. I think it was in their top fifty, but like the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. Those were always really reminding me not only of fall but of Halloween because of that burning pumpkin head. Yeah. Uh, number two, Hocus Pocus. So this was another one that my sister, of that's course. a year younger than me, absolutely loved. 
Yeah. Right. Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy. Yeah. As Salem witches. Now, did you see the new one? I did. I liked the new one better than the old one. I'm sorry. I mean, sorry. I think they're I, both really good. I mean, and and so if for me, I'm less into the witch movies as this list is. Although I would rank them if I if I had like this list of ten, I'd put most of them, them where they are. And this is my favorite of them all. Like yeah. this, and the second one only strengthens it. I, I thought this maybe what it was was I thought it was a little less silly, and yeah. and that's why I liked it. Yeah, like the second one, right, the newer one. But I I get it. I wouldn't have put it number two on this list, uh, yeah, considering what was so in number eleven through. Yeah, but but again. That was thrown right out there I, in the I beginning. I think Lily's going for a balance. Yep. Like, right? Like, like Which she said. Yep. Which. And there's a balance that favors the witch movies quite a, a bit. And because this was, I mean, it was a kind of a big thing last year when the second movie came yeah, out. Yeah, it was good. Which meant uh, people would go back and watch the first, which we did as well. Yeah. Right? This one stuck around pretty popular, too. I mean, it's been yeah. fairly regular, like, Halloween movie, especially for people who don't do, like, slashers and thrillers. Yeah, the one thing the one thing that would be uh, interesting, you don't really see the costumes like it doesn't have the the ghost face, uh, such as Scream. But every once in a while, and you kind of have to know, like you have to be a kid of the '90s or something yeah. or '80s to really, you you know, when you get a trio that comes to your door and you have you have to figure, oh, it's it's the hocus pocus. It switches. happens from time to time. From time to this, time, this movie's got lasting impact. Got to have a trio though to do that. Mm-hmm. So. Well, what are you, Indi- one individual? I'm a witch from Hocus Pocus. You never guessed right. that, right? And number one, you remember how we started off this episode? But I don't know how you could have... And In fact, every single list I looked at had this number one. It's definitive number one for me as well. I mean, there is nothing more Halloween. Yeah, a whole genre of slasher films, which, by the way, uh, I find to be very interesting that they all start usually with somebody getting murdered in a lovemaking session, <laughs> a mid-coitus Massive, slashing. Yeah. <laughs> so whether it's night, uh, what is it, Nightmare on Elm Street? You know, people fooling around Halloween, people mm-hmm. fooling around like it's it's a whole genre, yeah, that is like very cliche, but this was the one that that started them all off, right? Nineteen seventy-eight. Jamie Lee Curtis. The thing that stood out to me is I watched some of these old movies, Johnny, like early 80s, whatever. None of these people, they're all supposed to be in high school. Yeah. They, none, of, they, yeah. none of them strike you as high school or they're too mature. It's like the high schoolers that are, were represented back in the day look like today's college students. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for sure. For sure. Like, so I just, I don't know. I, I should look that up. I don't know how old Jamie Lee Curtis or any of those actresses were at the time, but you, I would be hard pressed to believe any of them were actually in high school. Right. Right. They had to have been in the early twenties, but they're supposed to be high schoolers uh, in that case. So well, there's probably all kinds of rules too, against what like minors can actually act in and do at that time. Maybe. So back then they protected children maybe a little bit more, and so they needed old, like older consenting adults to be murdered in sex scenes. Yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, so iconic in the fact that, first of all, the name. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat the name. The image. Right out there. Michael Myers. Absolutely. Scariest, one of the scariest. Iconic figure in terms of scary figure. Yep. And the the music, which we started with, let's play it right here. 
so you hear the tempo on that. It yep. is supposedly it's in five four time, which is supposed to heighten your sensitivity, your your angst. It's supposed to represent almost like footsteps. Yeah, and it be like Jaws, right? If you're walking dun to it, the beach, dun it, dun it, dun it. if you're going, if you're walking down the beach, and all of a sudden you hear dun it, bum bum, bum 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 bum, somebody's doing that. Now you're a little bit spooked out, right? I, I'm not sure I want to put my toe in the water. Now you brought up Jaws. Jaws is a scary movie, man. Yeah, was, it is. The jump scares in Jaws and the nightmares I had yeah. from, like, like those those in the '80s, believing that I could potentially be eaten by a shark. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, so w- I, I did look at a list. It was just, I guess they call it Halloween, but it was just just scary movies, and I I decided not to go with it. That was an utter, absolute, one hundred percent bad take. Because, I mean, it's talking about it It was just Halloween movies, but it's not like spooky stuff like The Exorcist or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like Jurassic Park was on that list, oh you know, God. things like that, which you're like, that's not, not, that's not Halloween at all. It's just something that'll scare you, right? I, I wonder how Nightmare on uh, Elm Street or Friday the 13th didn't get up in these. I mean, they have them ranked. I think this is one of the disagreements I have with the Lily's list. Right. Because Freddy Krueger is also, to me, almost as iconic as as michael myers yeah jason too yeah jason the hockey mask yeah absolutely so, i mean jason freddy krueger and michael myers i mean to anybody this day, 80s, i'm less man, terrified of who... them now because i don't i don't have as much exposure but grow, Wait, growing up those you're were sitting in elementary dudes. school with your kid yeah. with your your homies right it's lunchtime terrified and you want to talk about the the which one's the worst and you're ranking them yourself right mm-hmm. those are the ones you're bringing up right Jason, yeah. Freddy Krueger, and Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Which would you least like to run into no, on a dark, n- none of scary them, night? Man. Yeah, Pet Cemetery fourteen on this list. That was another one my sister watched yeah. all the time. So we had to go back. Quite and Pennywise a way. was creepy. Yeah. Oh, get out! Friday man. the thirteenth so was twenty second on the list. It is Freddy's burnt face and those and those knives on his fingers. Yeah, I mean that that was pretty crazy scary stuff man. yep yeah absolutely nightmare on elm street was 25 so that's that's your, that's your freddy krueger yeah so wes craven slasher film yep so yeah i i think the one for me i i think overall because it was listed it is witch heavy for me i think it's a good take i'm okay with it i mm-hmm. think number nine on this i think death becomes her is a little high on this list uh, I think Lily just included it for like having a, a a wide variety of different kinds of movies in her top ten. Yeah. Now for me, I would be okay like saying, okay, well if that's the case, let's put Hocus Pocus uh, below screen. But then the more I think about it, Hocus Pocus is being watched a lot. Yeah. So I, notwithstanding that I see the mask for Scream, I don't think people have watched Scream. I mean, my kids have never seen Scream, mm-hmm. right? They've seen Hocus Pocus, right? So. I, I think maybe the movie itself hasn't stood the test of time, even though it's a classic. I don't know how many of the how how many of the of the screams are there now. Yeah, I, know, I, I remember the three, seeing the three, and then they kept going. It's like Fast and the Furious. Yeah, and I've lost track now. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that there are Scream Ten, Scream Eleven. You yeah, know? I mean, it's pretty popular. It's all progressively worse as they get along. You know? Who knows? <laughs> it's a money grab of some sort. But anyway, so uh, for me. I, th- I think overall, I'd say based on 
notwithstanding that the one I think is a little high, based on the methodology given up at the very top, I'd say overall, that's eh, a good take. I agree. I agree. I mean, even where I disagree, I see the logic in the top 10 that Lily put together here, and I'd bring some of her higher or lower rated choices into my top 10, but, but I think it's a good take. All right. So we've got two good takes, and I'll say it again. Sometimes they're a good take at little asterisk next to it, right? Like I feel it could be better, but that doesn't mm -hmm. mean it's not a good take, mm -hmm. right? This is not called perfect take, good take, yeah. bad take. What What's your favorite, like what's the most scary movie? We're not getting into like slashers and scary, but which, which film is like the most scary movie you've ever seen? The one that gave you nightmares, man. So that's a really good question. I mean, some of the ones that are on this list, uh, I, I'm somebody who... I jump easily, yeah. right? So, like, there are there are those scenes where you're watching like The Ring or something, and or something else, and it just flashes on screen real quick. Boom! You you know you you jump out of your shoes. Got to go change your soiled pants. You know th those kind of things. But I, I think the build up though too. Anything that has a build up is that's freaky. Hmm. I I do I do absolutely love this idea that that the Whoever it is, the villain in one of these Halloween movies, <laughs> mm -hmm. is walking behind people who are running away and yet always catching up. It's a classic, like Halloween slasher thing, right? Like they're running as fast as they can. This guy's walking. How is he catching up? So you remember the Geico commercial though that was some time ago where they're all they're all running away from somebody and there's a shed. You know, a creepy shed, and they're like, let's go hide in the creepy shed, right? And it's got all the tools and stuff, like, dangling there. And anyway, I was like, they did such a masterful job, like, making fun of that subgenre. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, I've had a great time. And, and again, uh, two weeks from now, I think we'll do uh, a list where it ranks all these cool burrito shops, right? Yeah, if you... we've, been, we've been out visiting the burrito shops. So. Yep, we've been visiting the burrito shops. But next week... We're going to take some of the Halloween candy from yep. this week. Yep. We're going to have a bowl, and we're going to eat it together, yep. and we're going to bring we'll up a rank list. Halloween, top Halloween candies. Yep. We'll find a list where they rank the Halloween candies, and, and we will be able to definitively say whether it's a good take or bad take because we, we won't be going from memory. We'll be yeah, going and I bet, I bet we'll get some takers on that, so we'll get some feedback from, from listeners on that Halloween candy. Maybe we'll bring, in a, we'll bring in a kid for that one. Okay. <laughs> All right. You've been listening to Good Take, Bad Take. So glad you could join us. We'll see you next time.